Now we're getting to the bottom of everything. It's time for Mother Angelica. I mean, that's awesome. Answering the call. Answering the call. This world is no place for Catholic chickens. Answering the call. You call that a failure? I call it a great success. Here's Father Joseph and Doug Keck. It's another week, and hence another new edition of Mother Angelica Answering the Call. Hi, I'm Doug Keck, co-hosting with our chaplain here at EW10 at the network, and that is Father Joseph Mary Wolf, as we listen to Mother's take on some questions from her classic TV programs of the 80s and the 90s. And we've got quite a lineup uh, today, Father Joseph. You know, I'm really enjoying these different programs that we're doing and the books that we're covering of talks that she gave because I'm learning so much. Uh, We were both with her, you know, so many years working at the network here, but it's like sitting at mother's feet and learning again from her. Absolutely. And we've got four topics. Feel like I am spiritually stuck. A lot of people feel that way. Someone praying for healing, of course. I am not educated enough to teach the faith. You'd be surprised. And how often should I go to confession? Those are our topics. Let's talk first about somebody who's spiritually stuck. Did you ever feel that way, Father? Sure. I mean, there are times, and Mother's talking here. Well, I think you're talking about feelings, right? So sometimes we feel like, well, nothing's happening. My prayer doesn't really seem to be accomplishing anything. Is it worth praying? And Mother's bringing the point, there's more going on than you realize. The very fact that you wanted to read this spiritual book, Louis de Montfort's book, means that you have something going on there. And I will often say that to people, too, that they feel like, well, I'm not doing this or I'm not doing very well spiritually. I said, well, you have more than you realize. There's a hope, there's a joy alive in you, more than you sometimes realize that people who don't have the Lord mm-hmm. don't have. Right. In fact, I know Mother makes the point here that you need to be patient with yourself, and I think that's a big thing, Mm -hmm. too, because sometimes people have this very powerful emotional conversion experience, Mm -hmm. and that goes off for a certain amount of time, and then it starts to settle down because that's the way conversion works. You you now have to take all of that you've been given Mm -hmm. and use it in the day-to-day struggles. I always think with things like that of the um, you know, the the whole idea with the uh, transfiguration where it's like, oh, this is great. There's the Lord. Uh, and mm-hmm. We got this apparition. <laughs> we'll, we'll just build the tent so we can stay here. This mm-hmm. is terrific. No, 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 no. We d- <laughs> you saw this so that you could deal with what we have to deal with down in Jerusalem. Yeah. And, you know, that's kind of how the network began, too. It was more of there was a lot of spiritual uh, consolations and there were things that were going on in the early days, but then it gradually became more contemplative. Mm -hmm. It became more of persevering love and uh, generosity and learning how to love like the Lord loves. So we're all called to that. Absolutely, and many of us have found ourselves where we felt like we're spiritually stuck. Let's see what Mother has to say. We have another call, hello? Hello, Mother. Yeah, where are you from? I'm calling from Michigan. My name's Marty. Wonderful. What is your What is your question? Um, I just wanted to ask. Um, well, about four or five years ago, I I came back to the Catholic Church. Good. Um, I did, you know I was raised in the Catholic Church, so I never officially left, but in practice, I was gone. I was way out there. <laughs> um, and when I came back, I you know I experienced a lot of um, joy, and uh, it was. It was nice, and I, and I saw my life turning around for the better in a lot of areas. And lately, probably the last two years, I've noticed 
kind of a leveling off, um, not really any growth, um, and I'm just not, a lot of little faults, a lot of, you know, impatience and uh, anger and not real eager to uh, get into penance. And so what I'm asking is, oh, and also I'm, I'm reading a book by St. Louis de Montfort, The True Devotion to Mary, and he talks about um, making your devotion interior, and I think maybe that's kind of hitting on it. Everything's at this point seems kind of exterior, mm-hmm. going through a lot of motions, but it's not really grasping on to my heart. And how can I, how can I get that to happen, Mother? Well, I think reading the scripture is good, and reading good books, what you're doing is good. I think you're experiencing a little dryness. But let, let me explain a little bit about dryness. What do we mean by dryness? Well, just like what you're saying, you, you just don't have what's inside anymore, you think, to really have fervor. But sometimes when we talk about fervor, we're talking about feelings. Hmm? What you're going through now is a stepping stone for something better. You see, when we love Jesus and we want to be like him, that is primary. It's the first thing in my mind then. So I'm not worried about feelings. Don't, don't be concerned how you feel. Keep doing the things you know God wants you to do. That's where grace comes in, see? I know what God wants me to do. I know what, how he wants me to act. And so do you. That's what we talk about the will. You said you were fervent. Well, you're still fervent, or you wouldn't be reading De Montfort. <laughs> Let me tell you. De Montfort is a heavy book, and it's a wonderful book. And I encourage you to dedicate your entire self, everything you are in time and eternity to Our Lady. It's the most freeing experience. And I give her everything on me that's not too hot. I give her that too. Everything. Number two, be patient with yourself. I notice now that you notice there's something wrong with you, but you didn't say you noticed it before. Before you came back to the church, you were rather complacent with yourself. But now you see fault. That's a grace from God. Everybody runs from self-knowledge. You've got to have self-knowledge. You've got to know how really rotten you are. <laughs> <laughs> now you know that all the good in you comes from God. I just saw all my liberals turning somersaults because I said, all right. <laughs> it's important that you know yourself. If you know you've got a hot temper, then you've got to strive to be gentle. Now you need to go to Eucharist. You need to go to Mass more often and Communion. Why? Well, the Lord said one day, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, <coughs> You will not have life in you. Are you like that? Pray more. Read more. 
keep close to Jesus. Rejoice when you find something wrong with yourself. Put it on a piece of paper and say, well, I got to work on that. Be happy about it. Say, thank you, Lord, for showing me me in this life where I can change. Moving on, we've got a call that has to do with praying for healing. Now, Father Joseph, how many times have you had people ask you to pray for them, especially for mm-hmm. healing? Yes, and even yesterday, mm-hmm. prayed for one of our employees, really been suffering a lot. And uh, so there was a group of us that were together, and I said, well, let's pray. And we prayed and asked for God's blessing, and I know he does. I know that he uh, blesses and brings healing through our prayers, and and as a priest imparts his blessing, that these hands were anointed to be Christ's hands. And so in some way, he does impart blessing and healing. It was interesting, too, in this one, uh, talking a little bit of inside baseball, gallbladder came up. (laughs) 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 Not an unknown problem with the sisters, was it? (laughs) No, it wasn't. Yeah, a number of them had their gallbladders removed. And uh, Mother has a humorous uh, point here. I'm not going to spoil it. I'm not going to be a spoiler of that. But there's a really humorous little point that she brings out. And she always would look at these things so lightly, Mm -hmm. you know. And I remember... Uh, visiting her in the hospital when she uh, had that mini stroke or whatever it was that she wore the patch, and she was making light of that too. So there's a way in which she could take life a little more lightly, even with its troubles. Yeah, she herself would say, I look like a pirate. (laughs) That's right. I look like a pirate. So let's see what Mother had to say when this person inquired about praying for healing. We have another call. Hello? Mother Angelica? Yeah, where are you from? San Bernardino, California. And what is your question? I'm calling to ask... Can you speak a little louder? I'm calling to ask you and all your viewers to please pray for me. Mm-hmm. I have large gallstones, and they said lots of them. And I have a handicapped daughter that I have to care for. She's been sick since age five. And she's 26 now. And I, I, <laughs> she's my only... She depends on me. And I need help. I need prayers. We'll pray for you. But you know, they have a procedure now for gallbladder that is uh, very much simpler than it used to be. And I know what, you, what you're going through. I had 52 stones. Almost had enough for a rosary. I thought if I waited another year, I could have gotten a couple more, you know. But that's really a, a painful thing, and, and I, I really appreciate what you've gone through. But I wouldn't be afraid. It isn't like it used to be. It's a very simple procedure now, and, and, and we're going to pray. I would go to your parish and, and see if you can't have somebody volunteer to take care of your daughter while you do that. And we will say a prayer, and all my sisters will pray for you. And, and we'll pray for you and all of you out there that are ill and sick. We just ask our dear Lord to extend his hand to you and to, and to heal many of you in many ways. We all need healing every day. Now the day goes by, then every one of us, every one of us need some kind of healing. And that's why you've got to go to Mass. You can go to church and just sit there and talk to Jesus. 
There's more Mother Angelica answering the call on EWTN Radio. Let's return to Mother Angelica answering the call with Father Joseph and Doug Kecht on EWTN Radio. And thank you so much for staying with us. I'm Doug Keck here with Father Joseph Mary Wolf as we continue to part two as Mother Angelica knocks him out of the park answering the call. Mm -hmm. Up first we've got in the second half is I'm not educated enough to teach the faith. And now this is a question a lot of parents and lay people many Mm -hmm. times have or concerns, don't they? Sure, and Mother's talking about when the new catechism had come out. What Mm -hmm. a gift that, that is. Right. I remember going through seminary. We didn't have that. I, I graduated uh, before it was translated into English. And so you always had these questions, even in seminary, that there was debate about. Mm-hmm. But this helped to clarify things. And so the catechism is such a great resource for people. And she also makes the point with this, too, in the sense of learning through the catechism, that it's important as that's your resource to go Mm -hmm. and see. And especially, I think, even at the time when this was happening in the 80s and the 90s, maybe even more than today, uh, she said, you you have to learn what the church teaches. That's what you need to know, Mm -hmm. not what a particular priest might say or a particular sister might prefer to say. You need to understand what the church teaches. And EWTN has so many wonderful resources, and it just keeps growing, and I'm so grateful for that because I benefit from it, too. Our mission statement is to proclaim the church's teaching as defined by the magisterium, and so that's what we strive to do and just wonderful resources we have available for people to learn the faith. Absolutely, and that's why we also have so many uh, books that we make available, you know, uh uh, through our religious catalog and the various programs we have where we highlight the authors and, and make those available to people, right? Yeah, and I, I benefit every day. There's always something that I watch. Father Mitch is just a wealth of information, but all Dr. Anders and so many of our great speakers. And you keep calling me for those free books. We are going to join Mother now with I Am Not Educated Enough to Teach the Faith. Well, we have a phone call. Hello? Hello, Mother. Where are you from? I'm from New Jersey. Wonderful. What is your question? Okay, first, first I just wanted to say that I love you. Thank and you. And I think that someday you will be the same. Too. I hope, though. I'm working at it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God bless you, Mother. Uh, my question was, um, in my church, uh, they need volunteers to teach Sunday school. And, I mean, I, like you say about being holy, I want to be a good person, and I would like to volunteer. But I don't know that if I'm educated enough to teach our children, and I wouldn't want to, by my own mistake, teach the children something that was wrong. Because you know how precious teaching our children what's right, right. you know, because our children that they are future. So I, is it best that I don't, and I, you know, like read your books <laughs> and educate myself? I'm going to have them, I'll find a book. You need to read first. You need to know. You need to be, oh, you don't have to have a doctorate. But you need to know the faith, the real faith, not this watered-down stuff, you know. you got to know what does the Catholic Church teach, not what theologians teach or or sisters teach, or some of the priests teach, what does the church teach? That's what you need to know. And really with the new catechism, I don't know how you could go wrong. Start with the catechism, and you'll learn when they learn. 
that catechism is oh it's such a gift from God to us because no matter what anyone says you can look it up and say no it's not so uh, one of the big problems I think in the church is they, they ask for volunteers and some of them don't know beans about the church catechesis and catechetics are supposed to know the faith and, and I think there are educational programs, but be careful who teaches what. Bishop Welsh in Arlington, Virginia, has some very, very wonderful books. I would not distance yourself away from teaching catechism, but I would certainly learn. And when you know enough, you'll be able to teach it. I would, I would, everybody here, that's why I want to get you some books that you can read and know your faith. And we got to get back to reading. We're, we're just like, you know, they have these uh, artificial people that you put in the front of your car to make everybody think you got a buddy next to you. <laughs> well, I think that's how we are sometimes. We're, we're just kind of a little imitation person here because we don't, we don't know our faith. We, we've got to know. We're like, we sit in front of that television. And Europe isn't better than we are here. See, if whatever you see goes into your mind, registers, see. And it's computerized, really in your head you're going to remember so you go to bed you watch a horror movie you watch the bank being robbed you watch some kids killing each other now how in the world are you going to have a holy night and if you watch pornography why do you think you're going to get up with it in the morning see if you don't watch what you look at and what you hear it's going to stay there. And don't tell me you can handle it. You're dreaming. You can't handle it because it's recorded in your, your memory. Be careful. So I would read and read and read and read. Fill your mind with God. And closing out the program, another perennial question. Mm -hmm. But this one a little different because of who asked it, right, Father? A <laughs> nine-year-old who's asking this question, how often should I go to confession? And this is important. We don't want to be so scrupulous that oh, i got to go every day you know, over every little nitpicking thing. No, that's not what the Lord wants for us to live in a constant state of guilt and self-examination. But neither should we take grievous sin lightly, as Mother even brings out, that that's, a nine-year-old is capable of that. So if we're in serious sin... Get to confession as soon as you can. But generally, Mother's advice here is right on. Once a month is typically good for most people. Right. In Mother's case, she said, uh, she mentioned the fact that she, she goes every week, and she says, since I'm a television uh, star or on TV, my list every week gets bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> yes. Yes. So there's always something that was going on here that, uh, you know, tests our patience and our faith and all of that. But uh, 
God calls us to go forward with faith and trust in his providence and all of that. And the sacraments are part of the way that we're sustained, part of the way that we're brought healing and forgiveness, and we can go forward with courage. And I know, just to reference Father Spitzer's show, um, you know, he, he has said many times when I've talked to him about the power of the Catholic Church and what is the greatest thing, he's, he talks about confession, that, that ability to go to confession and to have your sins forgiven mm-hmm. is, is incredibly powerful. Let's see what Mother has to say about how often should I go to confession. We have an, uh, our call. Hello? Hello, Mother. My where, name is, where are you from? I'm from Mayapak, and my name is C.J. Petrasanti. Wonderful. What's your question? Um, I'd like to know how many times you should go to confession, like in a week or a month. How old are you? Nine. I would think, sweetheart, you would know how often to go if you commit a grievous sin. We're nine years old, our, we're today nine-year-old children are, can commit grievous sin. If you commit a grievous sin, then you must go to confession as soon as possible and not reach to receive communion until you've gone. Unless it's something very, very important, like a tornado coming your way or a hurricane and you're, you see a car coming head on, you better say, I'm sorry, Lord, right quick. So I would say, number one, if there's any grievous sin on your soul, go to confession immediately. Get it off. Jesus is looking for you. He wants to. He wants you to know how much he loves you. Now, if you're talking about what we call venial sins, weaknesses, imperfections, the kind our Lord talked about, your mother says, because we are uh, dry the dishes and you say, no. Hmm. That's disobedience to your parents, see? Not grievous, but it's faulty, huh? And all of a sudden you say, oh, that was stupid. I'll go do the dishes. Then you go and you do the dishes, see? Not perfect, but God says you did his, your mother's will. I would think for someone like you, perhaps once a month, we should all go to confession at least once a month. Why? I go every week. Ooh, what do you do? (laughs) It's not so much what you do, but your state in life. I've been called by God to a very high calling, and that is to be an adorer of the Blessed Sacrament and to live a contemplative life. My obligation is different than yours, Because a fault for me is greater than a fault for you. Why? Because I have more light. I have more opportunities to be holy, to be good. And so when I fail, I... Lord said that in St. Luke's Gospel, to whom much is given, much is required. And then he added something else. He said, to whom much is given on trust, even more is required. God has given me much on trust, and if I don't share it with you, so I, I have to go to confession every week. Since I'm in television, my list every week gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And bigger. <laughs> it's the truth. That's the sad part about it. It's true. So I would say, sweetheart, that you should go once a month. 
Why? Because every time you go to confession, you receive grace. Jesus says, I absolve you of all your sin. Secondly, you get the power to overcome it the next time. And it is a sacrament. For you, I would say, once a month. For more about Mother Angelica and to listen to her shows, go to EWTN.com. See you next time on Mother Angelica, answering the call only on EWTN Radio.